Welcome to episode 143 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about Christmas parties and showing the love of Christ. The Gospel Up Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everybody, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and Christmas party preacher of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, the other host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Caleb, it's Christmas uh, Christmas season, Christmas movie season yeah. time, so yes, I, yes, yes. we have to talk about a few movies. I'm just going to jump straight in. All right. Uh, now, part of this is blacked out in the notes because I needed a hot take, but first, I want to talk about NBC had their annual performance uh-huh. of a live show yeah. that has, in the past, been described as a dumpster fire right appeared to have been filled with regrets actually that was a criticism of christopher walken in pan in peter pan he played it as if he didn't want to be there and had gotten who very is he drunk playing in peter right pan before. hook hey i guess that works out right <laughs> like it should have been good but it wasn't. It was so bad. Why'd you have to touch my shoulder for I that? Just, it was bad. Don't you know that COVID comfort. is still a thing happening? Not in this house. <laughs> Not for us. I, I, I already gave it to you, so who knows? Uh, but they did the Grinch this year. Yes. And it it looked fine. It looked good. I love stuff like this. So I think of I, their live performances, it was the best. You know, I don't even know if this was NBC, but fine. Did you ever watch uh, Grease live? Yes, that was that also was amazing. NBC. I didn't that see that one. Amazing. I think that was them. Everything was great about that, mm-hmm. but the Grinch one. Well, yeah, we watched a little bit of it. It was. It was good. Fine. It was fine. <sighs> this guy's too nitpicky. They're trending upward on their live performances, so I want to encourage them. I don't know if they could get better than Grease though, because that was perfect. It was all perfect. Every single bit of it. I super think the story of Greece is stupid. Well, I think you're stupid, so yeah. I guess we can move on from I this mean, conversation. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Until the end where they get in a pink Cadillac and fly away and people are just like, could they have done that the whole time? Uh, and like, why didn't you, you know, this is like, oh, and there are aliens. You, Bye. Um, the one I want. Um, no, but there, there's, there's a special movie coming out. Caleb, I'm going to almost read this. Read right the actual description. Okay, okay. This I, is an actual movie. I, I'm I not going to look at my notes. Well, right? it's a mini movie. It, what does that mean? A short film? <laughs> no, somewhere for in reasons that will become very apparent very quickly. Okay, read it. I'm ready. See, you say you're ready, <laughs> but you're not ready. Because as soon as I saw this, the first thing I thought was, oh, I bet Caleb has not seen this because we do not go in the same circles on the internet. Yeah, like, no, there, there's no don't. way he's seen this. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. This is and a real this. movie premiering on the Lifetime Network okay. on Sunday, the uh, 13th. The 13th. At noon. The coveted Sunday noon slot. Okay. Okay. What? Wait. On what channel? Lifetime. Lifetime. All right. I'm mm-hmm. closing my eyes. I'm gonna imagine this. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to be able to get through this without laughing. (laughs) Colonel Harlan Sanders has a steamy and savory love affair (laughs) with a young heiress who must choose between her young chef with a dream of fried chicken glory and a wealthy, duplicitous (laughs) suitor handpicked by her mother. (gasps) What? Starring Mario Lopez. No way. As Who's that? Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Who's Mario Lopez? And I can only imagine. A recipe for seduction. Is that the actual subtitle? No, no. That's not the subtitle. That's, that's the title. The title. A recipe for seduction. This a recipe is, for this seduction. This is actually KFC branded? Yes. Oh, I'm watching this. Yes. this It's called A Recipe for Seduction it's starring gonna be, Mario Lopez. It's going to be finger looking good. <laughs> That's They actually uh, took that part out of their slogan because COVID, by the way. Did they actually? Yes. No. Yeah. You can't get rid of finger looking good. It's just good. No, so... um. <laughs> When I tell you the trailer comes off as a telenovela, as in this is a 15-minute Spanish soap opera where right, Mario Lopez playing sexy Colonel Sanders. Uh, Who is Mario Lopez? He's... Is this like actual actors? Like famous uh, actors? He, Mario he Lopez, a, yes. He is? Yeah. He, he was in Saved by the Bell. Um, that doesn't ring a bell. Well, that, that was before you were. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. Here, hold on. I I gotta pull him. I just up. need to see a picture. Yeah, hold on. We can do that. But yeah, he's uh, he's playing sexy Colonel Sanders, who has these uh, dreams of fried chicken, and uh, but he's he he has to choose sexy between fried chicken and um a sexy Spanish rich lady. It's weird that it's like Kentucky fried chicken and then there's just like Spanish culture. Yeah, so KFC has, they've been doing this thing in their marketing department where they've gone with no idea is a bad idea and let's do it. For instance, Hmm. I'm pretty sure they made a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I think that was them. That might have been Wendy's. Anyway, uh, they also have three different actors playing Colonel Sanders. Well, now they have four. Um, four different actors playing Colonel Sanders in all their commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, just depending on which one you're trying did, to get. I don't know if this was just a dream or me, but did I see Jim Gaffigan as Colonel Sanders? Yes, he okay, is one I of did. them. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I wasn't um, sure if I made that up yeah. or not, but it was great. I love Jim Gaffigan. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's great, but like... What is happening? Colonel Sanders, are you okay? This guy? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. A recipe for seduction. Mm. <laughs> what does our world come to? You know, there's so many films that need to be made out there that are just like in people's heads mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. It could be the next like Goonies. And then we And then we toss, have a recipe for seduction. <laughs> we toss money towards something like so, this. So, uh, guess how long it is. Please tell me it's not feature length. No, it's just 15 minutes. Oh, it's a short film. No, they're calling it a mini movie. It's a short film. But they're calling it a it's mini a short film. movie. 
They're also airing it on Lifetime, so like I don't know what. I think their plans a short are. film sounds indie, and that's why they don't want to use it. Maybe a mm-hmm. mini movie. And this is a joke. It's got to be self-aware. There's no way they're thinking like, no, we want to take this plot seriously. Oh like, yeah, no. There has to be a moment that he's about to kiss her, and then especially goes, with like 15 minutes, oh, 11 herbs and spices, and then he comes back is like, I can't, I can't give up on my 11 herbs and spices, and then he never sees her again and moves to Kentucky. Also, he's a colonel, and I don't think they address that. What is it? What is a colonel? It's like a military ranking. Oh okay. I, yeah, that's what I thought. I always thought he was like just a retired military person. So on on Sunday at noon, if well, all right, be sure that you've gone to church that day because I'm sure someone will definitely need prayer after mm-hmm. going through this movie. Uh, and then it'll be available on like streaming services, probably the internet for free because like. There's no way. It's a 15-minute commercial for Kentucky Fried Chicken that has murder and chicken and drama. And I'm like, I will need to be watching this over and over. So uh, if my pastor is paying attention to this podcast, please preach quickly so we can all get home and turn on the Lifetime channel, which, I'll be honest, is not a channel I turn on ever. Um, So we can watch the Kentucky Fried Chicken movie yeah caleb what's going on i don't know what's happening in the world 2020 doesn't feel real anymore it's just it's this has to be a weird excuse Uh, like this is an experiment right oh did you hear about that i think it's um, just a marketing thing to be honest it's gotta be well yeah but it's just for marketing but why would you do like why would why would this be the solution shock for shock factor Are you shocked? We're both shocked. I'm shocked. I'm paying attention. I want some KFC now. I'm actually hoping it's really good. You know, like... like I, What'd you say? I, I want it to be... Finger looking good? No, because that phrase is a bummer. What? I don't like it. It just bums me out. That's a great... That's a great phrase. And no. the only reason that Doritos isn't using it is because KFC got it first. And also... KFC, I feel like I never really get anything there that like my fingers get dirty from. So, maybe you're wrong. Maybe. I'm willing to concede I could be wrong on this one. But I do know that if I have options as I'm going to Christmas parties of bringing either Kentucky Fried Chicken or Doritos, Doritos are my go-to for most things that they say, mm. oh, and bring a snack for the table. Actually, I have a few. Just for like... This is how I do Christmas parties. First of all, I love macaroni salad. So here's what I do. And I'm super sad that I'm admitting this in a public fashion because now I think I have to stop doing it. If it's a everyone bring part of a lunch thing, I will get um, a macaroni salad mm-hmm. with the understanding that I'm probably taking it home. And I'm super okay with that because no one else eats that garbage. And I'm just like, I Ugh. love it so much. And so just the taste, the, I can taste it mm-hmm. in my mouth right now and it makes me mm-hmm. want to vomit. Mm-hmm. And so I've contributed because I love this stuff. I do get something else because I'm not just trying to cheapskate my way through this. But right. um, I do get something else but go like, oh, we have macaroni salad this week. Thank you, Publix. And then I'll get something else like Doritos. Doritos are a go-to. And and they are finger looking good, absolutely, especially the Cool Ranch. 
Yeah. Cool Ranch is the best flavor of Doritos, ironically. Mm, no. Are you a classic boy? I think I, I really enjoy Cool Ranch. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think there's just something about nacho cheese that recently I've come to admire. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't taste like nacho cheese. That's not the point. It tastes good. All right. It, it tastes like what do we you think, think Cool nacho Ranch tastes is. like? Ranch. Yes. Also, what does Cool Ranch even mean? Does it have mint in it? No. No, it's fresh. It's hip. It's one of the cool farmers. <laughs> it's Cool Ranch. You wouldn't understand this ranch. It's the it's the edgy millennial <laughs> farmer who wants someone to ranch. do the farming for him. Farm. What are you talking about? Yeah, a ranch. Like ranch dressing is the flavor. You know no, that, right? I, know, I need I know. to know that you know, I know that. But the word <laughs> ranch and farm are connected in my head because cowboys. Listen, I know they're not actually connected, but that is the mental process I go through. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a go-to snacks to a Christmas party. Uh, I don't have any. What do you I don't go to parties. You you don't? No, I'm just kidding. I do. Um, I was trying to make it. I don't have friends joke, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We don't know you have friends. They're all <laughs> listening to this podcast right now. I know. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, uh, <laughs> I think a go-to. I don't really have one. I can tell you mm-hmm. what I did bring as a snack. Okay. To one Christmas party mm-hmm. is just uh, some salsa and queso. You can't go wrong. Right. Did you bring chips for them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like chips. you monster. <laughs> I brought the queso. We have Here's nothing to jars. put these on. No, see, I, I appreciate that because too many times people try and go the overly Christmas thing and you kind of got to get the go-to foundational snacks. You got to get the chips, you got to get the dips, and the vegetables going to these Christmas parties. Vegetables? Nah. Carrots and celery. No. Love carrots and celery, absolutely. Celery? Yeah. I can do... Only if I've had 10 wings beforehand. <laughs> I just eat celery. Celery's delicious. Nah, celery is pretty good. Yeah. So, so got to get the kind of the fundamental party snack foods. Chex Mix is in there. And if it's a spicy party, bugles. Uh, and I don't care how old you are, you still put those little bad boys on your finger and be like, I'm a witch at least yeah. once, no matter the holiday. Also, um, going back to celery, can you believe as kids... That we used to eat peanut butter on celery. It's That's, delicious. That sounds gross to me now. It's not. Like, it's fantastic. And then take it a step further, which I have never liked raisins, so I would never do, but freaking put raisins on it? Yeah. What? It's ants on a log, and it's the I best know. snack in the world. <laughs> ants on a log. Ants on a log. The things we do to get kids right. to eat freaking now, vegetables. Now, granted, I'm not going to bring this to a Christmas party, but I'm going to bring the <laughs> fundamentals. I brought ants on a log. Yeah, yeah that's Who like... Who says that? No one. Yeah, well, I mean, some people bring them, but fun. they have to be done w- well at that point, and I don't have the craft skill to be able to do it, so... Um, I haven't seen ants on a log in since I think I was in elementary school. Oh, you'll see them next week. That's what we're having. Well, you can have them. More for you. Excellent. Just like my macaroni salad. <laughs> We're having macaroni salad on ants on a log. Oh, no. um, is there ew. is there kind of a go-to Christmas food that you enjoy the most, though? Mm. Uh, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. I would say, oh, 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 the Pillsbury cookies. 
mm-hmm. with the pictures on them. You already okay. know this. Yes, yeah. I love those things. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, anytime I think about, like, a Christmas treat or a Halloween treat even, mm-hmm. like, those are the two things that... That's the just, one thing that comes to my mind. It's just the different configuration of food coloring that you yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. There's a Christmas treat. It's the same cookie. But they're <laughs> so good, especially mm. dipped in milk. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I prefer the um, logs. The logs. The the they're They're essentially... A Swiss roll, but a kaiju. I I mean, they're the massive Swiss rolls. Oh, like where yeah. it's like pumpkin and yeah, cream or, cheese. I mean, there's a few different flavors of them, but yeah, red those, velvet is probably yeah. one you like. It is. It is one that I like <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, no, no, they're great. Yeah, they're Swiss roll kaiju's. Is that? That's fine, right? Kaiju's like, is yeah. that? Are you using a Pacific Rim reference? Uh, or is that just a term that's, that's a term big? <laughs> It's. This is gonna really devolve into a really nerdy conversation, and I'm trying. I'm <laughs> no, trying to do stay it. As, I'm trying to stay as close to Christmas party as I can. A kaiju is essentially a normal thing, but of a bigger size. So Godzilla is a kaiju. Um, it isn't just a big monster. It's a a a monster that is bigger than it should be. Essentially, that's a really bad definition of kaiju. Um, but what uh, what language does this derive from? Oh, Japanese. Just say weeb and move on. <laughs> All right, weeb. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, for Christmas parties, though, I do enjoy those, and, and those are pretty good. And I know this is a time where all of us are going to a lot of different Christmas parties because many of us have a couple of different jobs or a couple of different places. There's our Connect Group Christmas party, our church Christmas party, our work Christmas party, and everything else in between. And for a few of us, we are hosting Christmas parties. And to that, Paul David Tripp put out a few different things. And and to be clear, I adore this man. Uh, There are three people in my book that are permitted to have facial hair. Paul David Tripp is one of them. Uh, That is the best mustache I've ever seen. He is a delightful human being, a, a, a great pastor, and I'm honored to even have gone through any of his content. Uh-huh. So he puts out a video called Don't Preach at y- y- Your Christmas Party. Uh, I'll put um, yeah, I'll put it in the de- mm, excuse me, I'll put it in the description to be able to check it out. And he brought up a few different points in there that I really wanted to talk about. Um, the main thing is he, he brought up that um, don't view the Christmas party as an opportunity to preach the gospel I'm probably, well, I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing, and I'm probably misparaphrasing, but uh, he he brought up that the Christmas party isn't the place to preach. Um, It's a place to to demonstrate the gospel, but not necessarily speaking to preach the gospel. And I'd say like 95% of this I'm okay with with there was just a five percent that i wanted to talk about because it kind of struck me wrong and i actually played through it like five or six times just to think about it um and the i guess the concern i was having is i think the thing he said isn't the thing some people heard and i wanted to talk about that a bit um, mm-hmm. So, so as I was thinking about it, I think putting a blanket statement on "don't preach at Christmas parties" um, that I get the idea behind it, uh, but I, I caution against those kind of blanket statements. 
Yeah, I think for me, I think, yeah, blanket statements can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think a majority of people understand what he's saying. Um, I really do. And I think that's why he was probably fine saying it in mm-hmm. that way. Because he knew a majority of people would probably be like, yeah, they know what he's saying. But maybe, I think... Maybe. I don't know. And I think the term like preach, for me mm-hmm. at least, was the right word choice because... I don't think preaching is something that's like meant to do like one on one, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think it's meant to be a broad um, speaking of the gospel to people. Like, does that make sense to you? Somewhat, like, yeah. Like, I I wouldn't ima- like, and I think when it is on one on one, like that's when it's used in a negative context. Like, oh, they were preaching at me, you know. Like, but this context, he's not talking about one on one. He's talking about. I mean, preaching at the be. Christmas party. No, I mean, no, no. He's talking about people are coming over for a Christmas party and don't stand up there and go, thank you all for coming now for my 30-minute presentation on the gospel. And I'll be honest, like, that's the part I f- fully agree with. I mean, I don't know why Christianity for the past three decades has thought the tactic of bait and switch is the best tactic for things. I actually think it is totally ineffective and a little bit dishonest um, right. of, of telling them, no, it's just going to be, I mean, student groups do this all the time. And I feel as if it is a bit dishonest. It's, it's a, yeah, we're going to be a lock in at the church. Also, Dave's going to speak for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour on the gospel. And it's like, yeah, I just want to stay up late and eat pizza. Um, and and it has this kind of effect of people gain an immunity to the gospel because they've been people have been trying to trick them in into the gospel f- for years and years and years. And that part I think is is not great and makes yeah. Christianity appear really bad. I mean, yeah. if I'm coming to a Christmas party, I'm not thinking I'm coming to an hour kind of sermon. Or a a dramatic telling of, you know, Brother Gary stands up like, right. and now we will read from Luke 2 through Luke 17. You're like, whoa, what are we doing? That's, yeah. that's too and much, I think, you know? I think, like, for me, the difference lies in, like, mm-hmm. like what, and I, what I think he's definitely trying to get at is, like, preaching is, is more of, like, a lecture-based thing. In my mind, at least, like it's not a conversation you're having. Like that's different. And that's mm-hmm. what I would imagine. Like, mm-hmm. like Jesus when he was with people, mm-hmm. like he was not preaching. He did have times where he preached, but like most of the time, mm-hmm. like when he went over to what's his face's house, like he was having a conversation. Right. Um, like he wasn't going to be like, I mean, and he could because he's Jesus. But like, but he preached all the time. Yeah. No, he did. That's what I'm like, saying. But there frequently. was specific context is for that like and and it wasn't ever like sometimes it was just take the opportunity i mean there were a many impromptu preaching opportunities that came up that he just took because it was the opportunity that came up um i mean that that was uh, people didn't schedule like uh jesus is going to be talking at the eighth hour of of the day over at the temple Occasionally, it's just people came to him to hear him teach. That's and, what I'm saying. But well, I'm saying, no, like, no, no, hold on. But you said he didn't preach that often. I'm like, mm, no, no, not, he that's not what did. I'm saying. I'm saying that he went mm-hmm. like when he was with people, like mm-hmm. not not with people in general. I'm talking about with people, like when he went to 
I don't even know the wee little man like, Zacchaeus Zacchaeus like when he was hanging out with him and like mm-hmm. when he was like doing it like when it was more of a, like a personal context like most of the time he was not just like alright I'm gonna talk to you for 30 minutes like just one direction just like fire hose you and it's like and I think that's so kind of the it, point it comes off that you're saying the context of of it is important uh, and not that these two things are at odds. Yeah, no. Okay. They were both just as beneficial, like, yes. is my point here. Yeah. And I think they can both be damaging mm-hmm. to each other in different contexts. Like, so so I guess the pushback I'm having on this is, um, and and again, Paul David Tripp is an amazing person who I have you know, nothing but honor for in all of his work. Go check him out immediately. His stuff's fantastic. Um, is that this creates an out that i don't think it, it it's mm-hmm. it 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 gives a person an, an out that if they're on the fence about a thing that they may be called to do they go like well this just isn't this i mean man as far as telling people about the gospel all of us are the king of excuses like well it's too hot out well they might yeah you know oh, well they sure. might do this they might do this and right it, and to be honest, I think saying that there isn't a an opportunity to preach at a Christmas party is just too blanket of a statement because there if an opportunity comes up, you know, take the shot, Scooter. Like I mean, yeah. if if it comes up and people are saying it's like, Well, Dave, all of us are at your house, tell us what this Christmas is about. You know, don't go like, Ah, oh, Paul David Tripp told me I can't you know. Like that's well, yeah. like go for it at that point. Don't take the out. Yeah, I think that that's Mm-hmm. That's the key factor here is like, and what I was talking with you earlier about, it was just like, and you did think it was too simple. But for me, it's like, if if I feel like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is calling me to do that, right. then I'm going to do it. And if not, then I'm just going to show, I'm, I'm just going to be Christ to those mm-hmm. people. Like, just be right. loving and kind. Right. And that's kind of what he's saying. And I think that, like, I, I would agree with you. Like, I think that there are people who might listen to this and i'm very similar where it's like oh finally i have an excuse okay right i'm off the hook i don't have to talk to my family members about Mm -hmm. jesus this year um but i think also like i know the people that he is talking to like i can think of three people in my head right now that would sure need to hear this sure absolutely (laughs) but but if i had to pick between a person that is um over giving the gospel or under giving the gospel i would rather have a person who is over giving it um i i'd like to to because it is clear i do think it's it's important to be paying attention to the spirit and and all this and understanding the things that need to be done and 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 things to say trust in god and that i mean that's mm-hmm. so clear scripture um but it's the 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 part I'm kind of on the fence about is the um, there are times where I have a doubt or a question, and so by by default, I'd rather err on communicating the gospel instead of err on not communicating the gospel. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If 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 I'm thinking, all right, I feel as if I might need to give a gospel presentation here, then I need to be okay doing that. But at the same time, um, I don't want to not do it because 
because or or create a reason where it's acceptable to not do it do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if if i'm thinking i'm i'm called to do it then i just need to do it even if it makes people feel awkward because i don't know the thing the spirit's doing the spirit could be doing a whole bunch of stuff in there that i just don't know and maybe there is a person in there that kind of prayed before they came in like god i need someone to share the gospel tonight or something's going to happen and then uh, to say don't ever do this at a christmas party i think creates this unnecessary tension of these are places it's okay to do it and these are places it's not because mm-hmm. god doesn't honor those boundaries at all uh god is 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 intense in being over all these places and if i have created a space i can't proclaim the glory of god then then it's almost as if i'm creating a place in in telling god he can't go there right and i, I yeah i mean i get your point i i think that that's fair i yeah. think that that's not really what he's communicating mm-hmm. i mean i think that like his title what was his title again it was like don't, don't preach at your christmas party yeah like i think that that can be very uh and you, you even said before like it's just clickbaity oh it was absolutely and it worked because he got at least six views out of me yeah because like, <laughs> like i gotta think about that you know um so. but i think that like from the actual message of the video, I don't really mm. think that's what he was trying to say. No. And I think the clear point no. was just like a lot of us can be focused on our mm-hmm. presentation of the gospel rather mm-hmm. than how we actually are acting towards oh, yeah. people. Oh yeah. There was a great quote in there that I actually pulled out of make your life preach so that you have opportunities to tell the story. Because uh, yeah. cause I think on the, uh, the the other end of that, people, they think they got a pass in being, uh, in, in kind of displaying Christ in their actions because they preached a really bad 15-minute sermon at a very awkward time for people. Right. Um, no, he's, he's actually saying that um, if Christ is the foundation of all things, it's going to come out and people are going to notice. And if they don't, then that's a real question people they need to ask internally of, um, is their faith actually on a display? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do think his, his, his bigger point, which is fantastic is your everything needs to proclaim Christ. Um, thoughts, words, and deeds all need to proclaim Christ, period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Christ is preeminent, if Christ is before all things, then Christ is the foundation of all aspects of who you are, and everything is built on him. And if a person can come into my home during a Christmas type of celebration, and at a minimum not get any understanding of Jesus Christ, then I would say that's problematic. Because kind of the, the, the thing I'm concerned is that people, they either scrolled through it and, 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 and just got the title, or, or they played through it and thought, okay, I need to scrub Jesus out of the Christmas party, because that's actually not the thing he's saying. Um, and a thing I don't think any 
pastor that is worth his uh, stole is actually claiming either. Don't scrub Jesus out of the party, but understand the proper context and the the best manner of bringing people to him. Yeah. But I don't think it's 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 a it's a good thing to say. You know, this is a place where the proclamation of the gospel cannot happen. Right. So I guess that's the kickback that I've. Had I mean, a it bit can happen anywhere. That's yeah. Just the reality. I mm-hmm. mean, and I think that's why it's important to just like realize when mm-hmm. the spirit is leading you to do that. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like. I don't know. Like, I always go back to the scripture. I don't even think it really has to do a lot with this, but mm-hmm. where Paul talks about, like, the lofty speech. Right. Um, and, like, how we try and soup up, uh, like, what what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, like we have to carry part of the burden of the presentation of the gospel or the right. impact of it right. with how right. we are saying it. Right. Which just is not the case at all. And right. It's kind of what Paul is saying is it's kind of like insulting to God a little yeah. bit for us to think that we can yeah. help in that sense. I have to better the gospel yeah, by, by painting it in a manner that is fake. Right. Yeah. And that's not related, but I think it can be similar if we're <clears throat> not. And I think what, like he's, what I got from this mainly is just like, how can I be this like, um, like wielder of the gospel mm-hmm. if I am unloving, unkind, impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get up there and I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus is great. He loves you. Right. Um, and he died for you on the cross. Like right. ultimately God can use that right. whatever way he wants. But I know for a lot of people it's like, well, what the crap, you know, like this guy is kind of a jerk and he's right. Telling me about, <laughs> right. And, and I don't think that's think like the, oftentimes the, the case. better, I think the better way to put it is we need to be focusing more on um, our, like, subtle actions Mm -hmm. towards people, our character in Christ and sanctification more than the actual, like, time or or the actual words that is proclaiming the gospel. I'm going to nitpick the words because I'm a miserable human being. Because I Um, didn't say it very properly. there's this trend that even I'm guilty of 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 doing of putting things on this comparative scale of we got to focus on this more. Mm-hmm. I think the better understanding is don't just preach at your Christmas party. Yes, like it because it's not a comparative. You no, they're both important. yeah yeah. And everyone, I mean, don't do this different. more. Do them in their proper proportion as directed by the Lord. Um, yeah. but that doesn't fit on a coffee mug. So what do you do with that? And and I think it's 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 important though that all the things are prepared, and there's an understanding at the time that a person is called upon to give them, either by opportunity, invitation, or anything else, that they're able to communicate the gospel and all that behind them. I mean, in First uh, Peter three, thirteen through number sixteen. Uh, it actually kind of puts that out in a few different manners to do that. So, Caleb, do you want to yep. read them? Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. 
yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So uh, I think this is even the foundation of, of the argument Paul David Tripp's talking about is, is, is this passage of um, <clears throat> when, when at all times we need to be prepared to give a, re- a reason to the hope we have. Mm-hmm. And, and that means in season, out of season, during church time, during not church time, the the evidence of our hope is present, but to also do it in in a manner that is gentle and and honors the other person a bit too. I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of point that you're trying to make too is um, it, that I actually fully agree with the whole bait and switch idea of 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 kind of like hey we're having a free pizza you just have to sit through a three hour presentation first like no yeah um, that's not doing. I mean that's not gentle or honoring to the other person. Yeah. Uh, and we, when we communicate the gospel to them, we want to communicate it in a w- way that communicates it in a manner that God would communicate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christ came to be with us. That was an act of mercy and an act of grace. Yeah. Uh, Christ came into our world to be with us to understand us and 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 actually took time to connect in order to bring us back to himself Mm -hmm. um and i think just charging ahead and i mean a fair amount of of quote-unquote strategies don't always produce the fruit that we think they're going to produce i mean a preaching at a christmas party to be honest i i actually agree with uh a pastor trip on um this probably isn't the place but at the same time, I'm going to keep it open that, but maybe it is. And mm. and if there's a, a way to do that that's glorifying to God and gentle, and I can do it in good conscience, um, then I need to do it. Yeah. Because, man, I've been the most impacted by things I wasn't prepared for. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, so, so that's kind of the only, I guess, caution I I have is... I know the thing he's trying to say, um, and I'm not even really pushing back on it. I actually think it's a fantastic point. But if there's an opportunity that's an actual opportunity, take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, because those, God has stirred up in the strangest of things that none of us think are effective, good, or any of that. And God has done some amazing things in those times. And I'm not trying to discount those or write them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Like, ultimately, just like the fact that no matter how much we want to be prepared for something or or whatever, like, ultimately, mm-hmm. God is going to work through that no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and he works through things that, like, sometimes we don't expect, like you're right. saying. Like, right. And ultimately, that's just like, a testament to his yeah. power and glory is that like, it's not about us. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah, about us being ready to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's the important part. Absolutely. And no matter the boundary, the place or anything else, we need to be prepared to be used by God yeah. and give an answer to the hope that all of us actually have. 
Right. And if our hope is in Jesus Christ, who, 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 who broke down all the barriers and came to be in our world, then that is our standard of places that are okay to preach. It's places where the barriers have been broken down. And that is, there isn't a place that God cannot be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I know that, uh, you know, trying to figure out the way to be Christian during Christmas time can be difficult because this is kind of a weird, it's, it's a weird time. And Mm -hmm. we've even talked about it of trying to get back to the spirit of Advent almost. Yeah. Uh, and, don't say reason for the season. Don't say reason for the season. Don't say reason for and the reason season. for the season. Gosh darn it! Uh, <laughs> like um, trying to get back to that. So, Caleb, what are a few things we can do uh, to show people the uh, the gospel during this Christmas time? I'll I'll start. I'll take the easy one. Yeah. Um, invite people to church. Yeah. I mean, the the it's it's especially christmas eve it's such a clear easy win um the pastor will usually not go on that long because he knows that this is like a time for gospel presentation mm-hmm. invite people to church it's an easy win uh and many people they've done all kinds of studies on this many people they claim that they would go to church if somebody asked them yeah so Go ahead and go like, oh, I might be embarrassed, whatever. And then just take that thought and just like put it on the edge of the table and just Garfield it off the table and go for it. Um, Because many people, they say like, I'd go if someone asked me. Yeah. 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 Um, I think a second one, this is a shout out to my, to my mom. Love you, mom. Um, Release the Karen. (laughs) That's. I wanted that to be more honoring and it came out horribly wrong. She's self-conscious about her name now. She is a saint of a human being. (laughs) I've talked about this before. I'll say it again. As a youth pastor, I had a very strict Karen Klo gets what Karen Klo asks for because she's a better person than you. Yeah. She's amazing. Anyway. (laughs) So if I say release the Karen, that's not what I mean and I'm sorry. She's a better person than you and she's not afraid to tell you that. No, she wouldn't though. That's the I thing. Know, she joking. definitely wouldn't do it. I'm just trying to lean into the camera. And at a minimum, aspect. she actually listens to this podcast unlike other moms. That's true. Mother. But my mom Gosh, sent a text to us so and she was like telling us to like look out for people who are alone on Christmas mm-hmm. or need somewhere to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um and so that we can invite them mm-hmm. to our like kind of Christmas it's not right. a party, just Christmas like we yeah. just hang out on Christmas. Yeah. Um and I think that's that's important. Like, mm-hmm. who are the people in your life that don't have um, mm-hmm. somewhere to be on Christmas that you can invite? Um, and I know it's like, it feels so awkward because it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to have a chill Christmas with my family. And it's like, right. but I think that it, that's just a good opportunity to just show the love of Christ mm-hmm. and, and to be kind. Mm-hmm. Not that like, it may be uncomfortable for you and it may be just uncomfortable in general, but mm-hmm. like it's important to invite people into yeah. your, into your 
life sometimes. Yeah, I think that God can absolutely. use that for sure. And and kind of a sub point to that, and this is going to get real, real for a second. Single people or people that aren't close to their parents or any of that that tend to just like stay at home. Here's the deal. If someone invites, you go. Don't do, well, they're just saying that to be nice. Whatever. Their fault then. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's, <laughs> that, man, that's, that's fine. Um, so true. But don't, don't do that thing of just like, oh, I might be a burden or, oh, if, you know, it's 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 their family time. There, I know of pastor after pastor after pastor that makes a conceited effort to go. There are people in our church, some of them in college towns, that they just don't have mom and dad there, and they can't go home, and they need a place to go. And it is the. the, the uh, they aren't doing it out of pity or anything else. They are doing it as a kindness of, yeah. You are the part of the body of Christ, and so single people that uh, that either aren't going home or their parents aren't coming to any place, get over it. Go to someone's house. Yeah, bring some gift of some kind. Doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but do bring a thing and then just go and show up. It's important to be adopted by a home away from home. So mm-hmm. man, I've been, I've been in that stage before go, they're going to offer and take them up on that. And I think you brought up a good point. You kind of joked about it, but like, I think in general, not even just this, but mm-hmm. in general, like start taking, I was talking about this with mm-hmm. someone the other night, like right. start taking people's offers at face value. Right. And if they didn't mean that, right. that's their fault. Right. And then next time they'll learn it and be like, oh, right. I should be more honest right. up front. Right. And then there you go. Right. And then we just have a better world right. in general. <laughs> I have had that. I was like, oh, you should come over sometime. Yeah, when? I think we're busy that night. We didn't say a date. Would you like, what you want to do? What you want to do, jerk? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so like if, if an offer is going to go out, then the offer is out. And if the offer is out, hey, single people, go for it. Yeah. Seriously. Yes, yeah, single people. I'm going to get so many now that I've said, oh, this is, <laughs> I have plans. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Is that you dinging? Huh? No. No one's dinging. What? Anyway, keep going. jingle bells in my head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the season. All right. You have the next one. Oh, I do. Uh, also, celebrate God. Uh, celebrate Christmas in a God honoring way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredibly easy to get swooped up into the hoopla of all Christmas. I said the hoopla. Hoopla. Thank you. <laughs> uh, of 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 all the spending, all the all the other stuff, and to to miss the point in its entirety. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the time that God gives a get out of debt free card or the special credit card or any of that. Um, you know, all the biblical principles still apply. I, I, I'd I say a positive of COVID is no one died in a Black Friday sale for like the first time in years because we were all indoors. But the fact that that Amen. was even happening is a like, good grief. You've missed the point. Yep. Stupid Tickle Me Elmo. There were casualties from Tickle Me Elmo. I hate Tramplings. Elmo. I'm scared of Elmo. Tramplings. So anyway, um, understand that. Don't say reason for the season. Don't say reason for the season. Don't say reason for the season. Okay, we're good. Uh, That there is a reason for this Advent time frame. Yes. There we go. Uh, And take the fun out of it. And 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 it isn't to kill each other and and go into debt and to stress (laughs) to kill each other. That was not where I thought you were gonna go, but you did. Number four. I'm not wrong though. I'm not wrong. (laughs) 
Um, I think just in general, this doesn't even, this isn't just for Christmas, but like being, being, um, sanctified, like just be extra intentional about like Mm -hmm. loving people and being kind and being, um, generous and just patient, loving all, all the words. And, and I think that ultimately like just represent Christ well. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is a different type of season too, Mm because I feel like you're around a lot more people than you typically are. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more parties and hangouts going on where you can, uh, you can show like what we were talking about before, where you can show the love of Christ, um, and have that hope in you Mm -hmm. without even having to bring it up sometimes. And nobody got drunk at the Christmas party for the glory of God. I'm just going to call it. Mm-hmm. Never happened. What? At the Christmas parties, you still have to act in a oh, way that oh, is God-honoring. Oh. Nobody ever got drunk in the name of God. You know, like, this was hey. for you, Jesus. You know, like, that's not... <laughs> Jesus is like, we should have cut you off. I I'm, I need to start turning wine into water for you, homie. Like, it's not... Here's, here's some, some bread, too. Yeah. Here's, have more of the bread than the wine this time. You gotta soak that up. It's too much. <laughs> yes. No, but I I do think the whole Christmas idea of like just you know, don't <laughs> the bare minimum. This is the thing why, and I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Yeah. Um, say David, it again. David Platt's book is phenomenal. It's just misnamed. It's not radical at all. The fact that we think that the bare minimum of Christianity is now considered a radical I think shows a deeper systemic problem but just at a bare minimum like don't be a jerk this Christmas everyone's stressed tensions are high um, this is yeah. such an opportunity to give people love joy peace and hope mm-hmm. and point them to Christ um, because yeah. we haven't had any of those things for nine months like that <laughs> this is yeah, this is the equivalent of throwing fish in a barrel, but spiritually, like it's 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 that type of a mentality of 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 the things Christianity offers are the things the world is trying to find. So they, as people find us, they should be able to find Jesus in the process. Yeah, for sure. For Don't sure. be a jerk for Jesus. Don't be a jerk for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I thought you were about to hit the Jesus juke button. I was like, "That's kind of lame." It, no, that's not. A, that's not. It's, a, it's not a juke. No, it's not a juke. It's a pastoral alliteration. Yeah, there you go. But that's a whole different thing. I have to make now. You're turning a new leaf. You're uh, you're getting some Joel Olstein in you. Ooh. <laughs> I knew that would hurt Ooh. you. I'm sorry. That, that was mean. Emotionally hurts me. <laughs> That's that's the. I actually said this to a friend, and then we'll wrap up. This isn't connected to anything, but I actually said to a friend of mine, "It's like we could be r- richer pastors if we really sold out and said a lot of really dumb stuff." <laughs> and he was like, right. "I know, right? <laughs> like, like this is dumb, you know? <laughs> like it'd be easy to be a mega church pastor. You just gotta sell out a lot and put on a nice suit." Yeah, uh, and that. <laughs> So if I ever lose my mind and start doing that, it's for the money. Like it's no, yeah. you're not gonna do. I'm that. not, but like if I do, you have permission. To, I'm not gonna say this on the podcast. Never to mind. Smack you to smack me, but with the love of God. Yeah, 
and not what I was going to say. But sometimes the love of God hurts. So sometimes the love of God feels like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ow, why? Sometimes even a baseball bat. Who knows? <laughs> it's for Jesus. Get, just need it real graphic. <laughs> That goes back to that. God's like, no, I didn't tell you to do that one either. I'm like, that's because of the all the wine you drank at the Christmas party. Yeah, this for you, God. Um, gosh, this really went off the rails at the end. Well, Caleb, uh, if they have, uh, we want to hear from all of you guys as to things mm-hmm. you do during Christmas to help point it back towards Advent and understand that Jesus is the purpose behind this segment of the calendar. Yes. Um, you can go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special, and there's a form where you can just say hello or ask us a question if you want it to be featured on the podcast. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at nobody special podcast and follow us there. And you can also DM us there, and we'll see your questions mm-hmm. or hellos there as well. And also, YouTube. Yes, we're on uh YouTube, these episodes come out every Tuesday. Uh, please go ahead, give us a like, a comment, and subscribe, and hit the bell. That really helps us out a lot. I know it sounds really stupid, and I'm not going to dab this time. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, so if we could uh, go ahead and hit the hit the bell, like, comment, and subscribe. That's a video joke for our YouTube people who want to know also special shout out we have to do a special shout out to okay. mr chi chi who has now given uh the best argument i've ever heard that die hard is indeed a christmas movie yeah. i, I uh, it's it's a pretty airtight case it is it is it's pretty airtight and i know you don't want to admit that no but... like it's a it's a really I'm having to rethink some things tonight. Dang, that's the, crazy. The only thing that it doesn't have is, as I mentioned, because he brought up that it doesn't snow in L.A., so they had the falling of paper. Uh, it, it gets back to family. It does all the things Christmas movies do. The only thing it doesn't have that, to me, is a really important part of a Christmas movie is the Christmas Ex Machina. No, where that's not an important part. It is, though. No, it's not. It is. Anyway, but I'm considering it, so special shout-out to Mr. Chi-Chi yes. for blowing up our inbox with probably the greatest... Gosh, I might post... We'll, I'll find a way to post it. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. post it. We'll post it on Instagram. The uh, We'll blur out your name. Yes. Or we won't. Yeah. You Maybe it's me. time for anyway. you to take the mask off. <laughs> mask off. Nope. (laughs) Copyright DMCA. Okay. Well, Caleb, I think that is going to do it for us today. So I'm Danny. I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody Nobody Special. Special.